up everybody welcome to another episode of lem e no i'm your host angel lem today i'm sitting with victoria gomez aka tori aka leona luz victoria was born and raised in la grew up in san gabriel valley she embraces her chicanx latinx heritage and identifies with the lgbtq plus community she specializes in grassroots organizing fundraising good travel making and creative design her passion and purpose is to create safe space for youth, especially youth of color, to express who they are, their needs, and their ambitions. She's the executive treasurer for Pride and Truth. Victoria guides the financial flow of Pitt, as well as treasures a culture that centers radical empathy, intergenerational healing, and approaches to business that are community-based, trauma-informed, and anti-capitalist at heart. Pride and Truth is a new 501c3 nonprofit based in Los Angeles. Their mission is to strengthen and heal their community in a meaningful way. They work with the youth and incarcerated people by welcoming them back into society with reentry services, providing alternatives to incarceration, and guiding them on a pathway of leadership for their own growth. October 24, 2021. Pride and Truth will be throwing their first birthday celebration going down on Plaza Mariachi in Boyle Heights. This is going down October 24, 2021, between 1 and 7 p.m. They'll be having free giveaways, arts and craft, live music, food vendors, uh, lowrider and solar riders, resources from our organizations across LA County. Top 10 awards for the best lowrider and solar riders. All community members are welcome. For more information, contact them at info at prideandtruth.org or DM them at Pride in Truth, or you could always DM at Maria underscore Maria GZ. So uh, today we'll be sitting down with Victoria. We'll be talking about Pride and Truth, we're talking about her journey and starting a new, a new nonprofit and also how she got into the whole community-based nonprofit system. So today this is gonna be a great episode and not only because we're gonna have victoria but also because they're gonna celebrate the one year anniversary so make sure you go support them show them some love if you live around Boyle heights even if you don't make sure you go visit um this event i'm sure it's gonna be fun so go go enjoy yourself i know things are opening up this is outdoors so no worries you don't have to worry about being indoors and breathing other people's co2 and all that good stuff because you know um great event great people and why not let's listen 
to Victoria. But before that, let's listen to a song. Snakes in the grass, let a nigga know that he arrived. Don't be sleeping on your level, cause it's beauty in the struggle, nigga. It's beauty in the struggle, nigga. It's beauty in the struggle, ugliness in the success. Hear my words and listen to my signal of distress. I grew up in the city and know sometimes we had less. Compared to some of my niggas down the block, man, we were blessed. And life can't be no fairy tale, no once upon a time. But I'd be goddamn if a nigga don't be trying. So tell me, mama, please, why you be drinking all the time? Does all the pain he brought you still linger in your mind? Cause pain still lingers on mine. On the road to riches, listen, this is what you find. The good news is, nigga, you came a long way. The bad news is, nigga, you went the wrong way. Think being no broke was better. A life that's better than yours. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. Think being no broke was better. Life that's better than yours. No such thing. For what's money without happiness? Or hard times without the people you love? Though I'm not sure what's about to happen next. I asked for strength from the Lord up above Cause I've been strong so far But I can feel my grip loosening Quick, do something before you lose it for good Get it back and use it for good And touch the people how you did like before I'm tired of living with demons Cause they always inviting more Think being broke was better Now I don't mean that phrase with no disrespect To all my niggas out there living in debt Cashing minimal checks Turn on the TV, see a nigga Rolex And fantasize about a life with no stress I mean this shit sincerely And as a nigga who was once in your shoes Living with nothing to lose I hope one day you hear me Always gonna be a bigger house somewhere But nigga feel me Long as the people in that motherfucker love you dearly Always gonna be a whip that's better than the one you got Always gonna be some clothes that's fresher than the ones you rock Always gonna be a bitch that's better out there on the tours But you ain't never gonna be happy till you love yours such thing as a life that's better than yours Love yours such thing as a life that's better than yours Love yours such thing as a life that's better than yours Heart beating fast, let a nigga know that he alive. Fake niggas, mad snakes, snakes in the grass, let a nigga know that he arrived. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that song. Today, I'm sitting with Victoria Gomez, aka Tori Luce, one of the co-founders of Pride in Truth. I'm very excited to be here with her. Um, yeah. Before, before I start with my my interrogation, I usually like to ask my guests, "How's their day?" So, how's your day? Uh, my day is going good. It's starting off with some tea, 
Samavena. Mm -hmm. So it's starting off really good today. Yeah. So I, did I mess up your name? Because you started laughing when I said it. Yeah. So my name is Victoria Gomez. What did I say? And then I also go by Tori. Okay. I also go by Leona Luz. So you said Tori Luz, which is fine because that's still oh. my name. Okay. Yeah. Well, I apologize. Um, full disclosure, I'm still a little sleepy, so hopefully it, okay. it doesn't get in the way. But yeah, so I thought I said it right, but I, I you know, I'm gonna I go back. I've given you three different names. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's, I mean, it's my fault. You know, I should I should have read your um your um Zoom name down here. I didn't see it until now. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm very excited, and um, I want to get to know you a little better. So why don't you tell us about yourself? Yikes, this is the hot seat, huh? A little well, bit. <laughs> Let's turn on right. the AC real quick. Let's turn on the AC. Um, so yeah, my name is Victoria Gomez. I also go by Leona Luz. Um, I am 24 years old. I am an Angelino native, born and raised. Uh, my family has lived here in Los Angeles for uh, four or five generations here in Boyle Heights, where I'm currently residing. Um, but I also am uh, from a family of immigrants that has come here um, from Mexico. Um, and we have family back there still too. So a very mixed Chicano identity. Uh, I'm the co-founder and executive treasurer of Pride and Truth. Uh, that's a nonprofit that I co-founded last year during the COVID pandemic um, to support incarcerated people and their families out here. We also do um, preventative work in the community and we support uh, youth that might be struggling um, within these systems of oppression around us. Hmm, that's awesome. So what made you want to start Pride and Truth? Like, especially during COVID, like, I mean, I'm sure people were being incarcerated, especially um, during the Black Lives Matters protest. What made you want to start Pride and Truth? Pride and Truth was created out of like necessity and out of ask from the community. Mm -hmm. um, my co-founder, I'm a co-founder and my partner, uh, Maria Casillas, she is a formerly incarcerated woman, mother, um, and leader in the community. Uh, we are both, we have both been community organizers for many years. And uh, so at the start of the pandemic, her and I were working together and right away um, started organizing and mobilizing families across the state of California to um, basically rally and protest outside of jails, uh, prisons, state prisons and federal prisons to raise awareness about like what the pandemic would be like inside of a inside of a jail closed facility. So um, at the start of pandemic um, and still today, um, our jail and prison system is extremely overcrowded. The there is no um, social distancing or physical distancing like possible. And so with you know, prior to having the vaccine, prior to knowing anything, there was just a lot of fear in the community that there would be mass deaths inside. And unfortunately there have been, um, I think I haven't checked recently, but I think it's over 300 people have died from COVID-19 inside of California state prisons and jails. Um, so, and you know, tens of thousands more have been have contracted it and, and still are seeing long-term side effects. So it is something that did spread very widely and hasn't been given the proper attention that it needs from the public or from our local officials. So that's really where Pride and Truth started. Um, 
just from direct action. And you mentioned the sort of the Black Lives Matter protests last year, while it was sort of happening alongside um, us mobilizing across the state. I think it definitely activated a lot more families and families with incarcerated loved ones to speak up and to recognize and, and know that they have power and they have rights and they have a voice to advocate for their loved one inside. Um, so people started coming to us, asking us for support, asking us for support letters, um, asking us to help plan protests and raise awareness for their loved one, um, asking us if we knew any lawyers or any services for people. So um, Maria and I really came together um, and we decided to co-found Pride and Truth as a direct re-entry service organization. And what is it that you guys exactly do? Because um, you have you, you have a lot of information. I, I mentioned um, when we talked over the phone when uh, we were booking this. I mentioned that my cousin was recently like released from jail. He was doing 25, 25 years. And um, you you asked me like, oh, does he have a support system? And um, can you tell me more about like the that the whole aspect of that? Because I really don't have much information. Like as you probably know. Yeah. Um, yeah, please. Yeah, that's okay. And um, you'll be surprised how many people have incarcerated loved ones or know somebody that has been in and out of the system. So it's definitely an issue that we we all are, con most of us are connected to, especially most people in LA uh, are, and Southern California are connected to, but we just don't know, you know, where the services and access is. Um, so Pride and Truth is a re-entry organization. Um, the, the transition period that's of someone that someone experiences exiting um, incarceration and re-entering the community, that transition period is known as re-entry. It's the re-entry transitional period. It is when there are the largest uh, recidivism rates. So they're most likely to re-offend or recommit a crime and go back into prison. Um, it's when people are the most vulnerable emotionally, um, financially, there's the least amount of resources for them. And, um, you know, it's sort of like the, the pit. It's the pit when you come out. Uh, it's the pit time period. And so what Pride and Truth does is we provide wraparound re-entry services that are very individualized and led by the individual themselves. So we ask somebody first what do you want what do you need um that's first and foremost because in this line of work like we could you know give somebody all the support that they need and and um but if they don't want it um and they don't want a change and they're not willing to do the the equal parts work if not more to you know invest in themselves and invest in these resources that we're going to be providing for them um then it's not worth it sure. so so yeah and then and, and that's just the path that you know some people you know everybody is on a different level of their own path and so we gauge folks where are they on their own path if they want a better life for themselves if they want the stability that we can provide and, and the support system that we can provide then boom where do you want it at so, it, and what do you need it immediately? So first and foremost, like the immediate needs are finding housing, um, food access, uh, transportation access, clothing. Um, those are the immediate needs that people have when um, re-entering the community. So first we make sure that they have those things and then um, sort of 
And the extension of that is like, okay, what do you want to go to school? Do you want to go into a, a trade? Do you want to learn a job? Do you want to work inside? Where do you want to work? Do you want to work? Um, what are you passionate about? Um, do you want therapy? Do you want healthcare? Um, those different things. So it's very individualized. It's very much what the person wants themselves. Um, and we just support them in that. So Pride and Truth is actively working right now and building a community partnership, um, partnerships where we are partnering with local or agencies and other organizations, clinics, schools, uh, industries, job industries, employers, so that we can create healthy pathways for all of our members. And how do you I mean, that seems like a lot, a lot of work they got to put into just to find these resources. So mm-hmm. like, how do you find like the, the like these like organizations or groups that you're working with? Because like finding somebody a job or at least finding out if there's a job available where you could um, you could offer it to like um, people that just were released from jail or they have some criminal record and like clothing like that. Those are things that. I'm sure it's hard to come by, you know, but how do you find these resources to be able to give them to like um, the people from your organization or that like, come to your organization? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, and honestly, Mar- Maria and I have been ble- blessed that resources have been coming to us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that the connections we have been making in the community have happened very authentically and organically. And they've happened through mostly friendships first and then um, a built on business partnership. Um, for example, Maria has a friend who is a chef and has been a chef for many, many years and has his own kitchen. And so, you know, in knowing Maria and knowing her history and knowing her ambitions with our organization, he has offered to build a partnership with us where if somebody wanted to learn the culinary trade um, or work in a kitchen or just get resume experience in a kitchen in general, that he would be open to partnering with us and providing a space for them. So that type of part that those types of partnerships are the ones that we are building right now it's the the word of mouth the the friends the family friends family referrals um that we are focusing on because we we are kind of moving to the to the beat of our own drum uh where we're allowing things to happen as they are meant to happen for us and not um pushing 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 to make every connection happen if that makes sense we're definitely yeah. moving a little slower and a little more authentically right now. And so like as a small, because we're only a year old. And so as a small organization too, like our capacity isn't that big. It's just me and her um, and the grace of our board members and volunteers that we have. So our capacity is very small. So we only take on people um, and work with them until the very end you know what i'm saying like which you know hasn't even been yet so we're not in a rush at all yeah you guys just pretty much started what a year ago like two years like a year right and a, a year months. october 24th will be our one year anniversary okay Dang, october oh wow so well in a couple of weeks oh um when you have your event right you have an event yeah yeah. yeah i do have an event <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we're, we're small like i mean we we joined forces i think like in august last year 2021 but um you know to file paperwork and everything is processed so the date stamp the stamped date on our pro paperwork 
Mm-hmm. Our first paperwork is October 24th. So we decided this year, we went back and forth, but, uh, but we decided this year that we're going to host uh, for our first birthday celebration mm-hmm. um, because, you know, by the grace of God and by blessings, we have been offered a space that um, is undeniably, you know, a historic, powerful space to host our first event. And so um, on October, Sunday, October 24th, it's about a week away, um, we are going to be hosting our birthday party at Plaza Mariachi in Boyle Heights. And that's that's, if you're unfamiliar with Plaza Mariachi, it's the heart of Boyle Heights. It's a historic plaza. Um, that has brought together many powerful people, movements, events, ceremonies. And so we're honored to be able to host it in that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if like, if you've heard of Boyle Heights, if you've seen it like in pictures, it's pretty much like that, that place, like the postcard place that you see a lot, you know, in yeah. pictures. Yeah. It's the main street. It's pretty much the main street of Boyle Heights. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's going to be, we're going to have family, uh, free family giveaways, gift baskets. Um, we're going to have resource booths uh, with uh, local organizations that, you know, we are partners with. Uh, we're going to have food vendors, merchandise vendors, live art and art making. Um, we're also going to have live music and entertainment. Uh, we're going to have an altar ceremony because we're going to be building an altar for our ancestors and uh, a whole lowrider car club show. Wow. Dang. So it's it's going to be a blast. It's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, it sounds very fun. Like right now when you mentioned the ofrenda, the, the altar, like is this like a, a traveling one? Because I'd be afraid just to leave it there because, you know, there's a lot of people that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we'll see how the night goes. Uh, my intention is to leave it there to kind of open up the week of Dia de los Muertos. Um, but yeah, we might end up having to kind of leave it for the night and maybe just come back the next day and take it apart. Depends. Definitely candles will have to be put out. Yeah. I mean, you probably need somebody to stay like, stay up with it. So somebody doesn't mess with it, especially, I mean, well, we, got, uh, we got friends in the plaza that'll watch over it. So. All right, cool. Yeah. Cause, um, you know, like, you don't want somebody messing it up. Like, you know, unfortunately, there's people that just want to do damage. And, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm just trying to look out for you. And, and I mean, a friend that's for the past, the people that have passed on. So you don't want to, like, disrespect them, I guess, that way. You know, at least your intention, you know, it's just to keep their yeah. memory alive. So you don't want that to be disrespected by somebody that just wants to cause havoc. So, yeah. So I'm. Tell me, how, how did you get into your whole, um, I don't know what you call it, but for the most part, it's like activism. That's why I, how I see it. Like, how did you start your activism journey? Like, what made you want to start? Mm. Like, just looking out for others and working towards, you know, them having a better life. Obviously, you get a sense of, like, pride. But, like, what made you want to start doing this? Hmm. So, that's a good question. Um, I am a radical empath. Um, I am an empath on crack. <laughs> I have always had, I've always had the greatest empathy for people. Um, and it has affected me emotionally, physically my whole life. Uh, so ever since I was a kid, if I saw homeless people, I would cry. If I saw, you know, kids selling candy, I would give them all my money. Um, I would, 
I was all I've always been a giver and I've also been a troublemaker um so like as early as elementary school I remember getting in trouble for organizing kids to you know steal cookies and give them to everybody and that definitely happened in middle school I got in trouble for you know collectivizing food uh for lack of better now I know I call it collectivizing food what I was doing back then is I was stealing food and giving it to everybody um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I thought it was in just that they were hogging it just for one type of people. You know, I didn't know what I was doing, um, but. Was this from the cafeteria or like vending machines? Who were you like collectivizing these um, foods from? I was freeing the chuckle bars. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyways, anyways, um, but I've always been involved with student government also. So like just student organizing was something that I've been passionate about in high school. Um, but I always wanted to be a doctor. I always wanted to help. I always knew I wanted to help people, but I, I was very good at math. So I had a very like STEM focus. Um, so I went, when I went to college, I went in like pre-med trying to be a doctor, but um, ended up having to take a GE class that was intro to sociology. And um, I just had that feeling of like, I don't know. I just had this warm feeling in my chest, like this is what I'm I'm meant to do. Not not necessarily be a sociologist, but meant to address these social issues um, and heal and help people in that way. Um, so I sort of transitioned my mindset from being a doctor to just kind of just like a social activist. Um, an organizer and organize and so from then I went to UC Santa Cruz and so um I didn't know it when I was going but UC Santa Cruz is considered the most radical college in the country um and they do teach classes basically on how to like organize and like the students are very active around a plethora of campaigns on campus and in the community there's just a lot going on up there and so I was like a sponge and I just absorbed it all and I just started showing up and volunteering in all these campaigns and working and putting myself out there and um yeah I just I've been kind of just on this road ever since of um organizing in the community when I graduated college 2019 so not that long ago I came back home down here to LA to Boyle Heights and I just uh I knew I had this new skill set skill set I was confident in my knowledge um obviously comfortable in my home but I didn't want to just kind of like step in and be like I'm bringing all this power let let me you know run this show I didn't want to be like that so I just slowly started showing up I just slowly started to show up in spaces that felt good that felt safe for me um you know and obviously there were some that weren't so I kind of learned my way around where I liked things and um I I got a job as an organizer for a nonprofit, and that's where I met Maria last year um and uh, her and I just clicked right away and uh that organization really opened me up to um, the criminal justice world and organizing inside of jails and prisons and what it was like to organize with family members here on the outside and run simultaneous campaigns with people on the inside and how to uh, be authentic to the voices of incarcerated people and not overpower them with our voices here on the outside. So um, I give credit to that organization for that, Uh, you know, we separated ways during the pandemic, but everything happens for a reason because after that, Maria and I were like, F it, we're gonna go for it. Um, you know, we're always gonna have that shitty day one. So let's just start that day one now and just ride with it. Yeah, and ever that, since, 
yeah, ever since it's been blessings and it's, you know, I've learned so much more. And uh, now we're sort of at the phase of like, uh, we know how to run campaigns. We know how to do workshops. We know how to inspire people. We know how to support people. Now it's putting it on paper and building programs out of it so that it becomes more of like a copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste so that you can like build up just momentum, like build a strong machine. Does that make sense? Yeah, and what yeah. was was pride um yeah pride and truth or pit as you call it you know for short mm -hmm. um was that just like pieces of your the organization i used to be with like but it was um was this your way of fixing it or i guess of like mm -mm. Oh? okay yeah so uh in the nonprofit world mm -hmm. it is a whole world um there are Two types of organize there are two types of nonprofit organizations. One of them, the one type is a policy org that policy organizations that work on changing policies and they uh, help mobilize people to vote or to go speak to their senators or to write letters and things like that to push a bill through this the legislator. That's a policy organization. And then you have nonprofits that are direct service organizations and direct service organizations are the ones that you see in the community that do like food banks or clothing drives or canned food or book drives or um, they do intake where they, they, you know, bring people in for therapy or like Alcoholics Anonymous, things like that. So the, where they're working with everyday people in the community, providing a service um, versus policy orgs kind of sit in an office and um, talk to people of power. So the organization we were working for it is a policy organization. And, you know, there's a time and place for policy. I think policy is very important. We both need each other. Both both work hand in hand and need each other. Um, but uh, I think Maria and I just both realized that the policy politics game is not our game and that it it has more uh, more snakes in the grass than the community work does and the and it takes a longer time to see your results in the policy work mm -hmm. and for us here in boyle heights and east l.a in the sereno in these communities that are facing you know violence homicide uh youth on youth crime um poverty homelessness climate catastrophe you know for us that are feeling this every single day it almost feels like we can't wait um we can't really wait on policy to come around to help us out so pride and truth is a direct service organization we help to provide people with services in real time um today yeah 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 i mean i'm sure has to do with the the self gratitude thing like we're well not not well i guess it might seem bad the way i phrased it but what i mean is um you want to see things like happen now especially when people are being like are being released like policies like you mentioned they probably take some time and they can't afford that time at that time they, they might become desperate and that might cause them to go back to jail so yeah i mean it, it's mm -hmm. great it's great and you pretty much open my mind you're like I didn't know that there was two. I thought there was just one. And but now thank you for that information. I didn't know either. No, I'm just sharing <laughs> knowledge. Like I didn't know that either. And uh -huh. it kind of just took working for with one to realize, oh, there's another side. Um, 
because I don't think all nonprofits are people, you know, there is this uh, nonprofit industrial complex. Um, it's a big term that basically means like the way that the nonprofits sort of um, still function like the private industries do. Um, it's very competitive. It's very money based. Um, they're very shady in the sense that they will, you know, hog money away from the smaller people and bigger organizations get bigger clout and more recognition, but actually end up mooching off of the younger people and the smaller orgs and the more grassroots people. So there's like a whole power dynamic within that. And like, uh, I don't I don't try to play into it. You know, we just do our own thing. We kind of disassociate from everybody. And like I said, we're moving to the beat of our own drum. So uh, you mentioned you're the treasurer. Um, what like, but what do you what does that entail? Like, what does that mean? Like, obviously, treasurer, you have to work with money, trying to see how you could like move the funds that you do have in order to get those resources. But like, I'm sure there's more to it. So can you tell me more about that? Yeah, you know, I appreciate this question because um, it's an important one to me. So, yeah, obviously, as you know, we try to use labels that are not so um, with negative connotations to them. So, for example, Maria, what could be she could call herself the executive director. Other organizations call them that, but she's their executive leader because she's our she's guiding us. She's leading us. She's not directing us and telling us what to do. Um, me, I could be the, you know, financial director or whatever, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm the executive treasurer. And so, yeah, we manage uh, I manage the money, help fundraise, help, you know, do grant writing and all that, make sure the funds are all good and, you know, on legal par and all that but there's an element of treasuring a culture. And so for me as executive treasurer, I really see it, my role as treasuring um, a radical culture that is based in community and based in, uh, and centers the voices of those who are most impacted by the, the problems, whatever problem that is, you know? So, um, and also treasuring our, our culture, which is having pride in our truth, having pride in, the, in who we are, where we've come from, and, uh, and where we want to go, and not having um, any doubts or shame in that journey, and just accepting ourselves for what it is, and, and helping and uh, accepting the support to move forward into the new truth that we want. Yeah. And, but, so. Okay, now I'm curious about your name, or were you about to say more about it? okay so how did you come up with your name pride and truth like pride obviously but like how did it all come together yeah yeah so this is it pride and truth right uh-huh. people have to say pride and truth because of the and book or something i didn't realize that that's a, already a term but uh-huh. whatever so uh i actually came up with a name because uh when i think about names labels whatever i try to think more so on what's the feel i mean and this is part of the work as an organizer too is like i and an artist um is what is the emotion that i'm trying to invoke out of this image or this saying and so when i was thinking about what to name it um i really wanted to create a culture where we were proud of who we are like what exactly what i just said proud of where we come from and proud of where we're going and um yeah just i don't know it just came to me pride in truth and having pride in our truth 
and then it was cool because uh you know the acronym pit pit also sort of resembled this feeling of where where we were at when uh, we first started this organization was you know suffocating by the covid pandemic stressed and worried about our loved ones inside and then being in the pit and just feeling at this all-time low as a society especially during the black black lives matter and george floyd protests and uprising last year just feeling like we were in this pit um but knowing too that uh without this pit we wouldn't know the the glory of being at the top and being you know out of it and so yeah that's how we came up that's how i came up with pride and truth yeah and well you know i think uh i've been focusing a lot on on the organization obviously that's what you came to speak but again i want to go back to you all right back to you um what i mean what do you do for fun like obviously this might it might be fun it's probably it's fun fun for you but like when you're not uh, worrying about uh, getting resources for people like what is it that you do like how do you uh, decompress i guess a weed oh you can't say it all right my um (laughs) you know it's hard it's it this journey has uh eliminated a lot of my free time okay but if i'm gonna just be honest and i'm grateful that my real friends have stuck it out to not take it personal that uh, i don't really go out anymore or like even just for a night in like i don't really do that anymore Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of this journey you know is a a solo solo dolo and so what i do for fun honestly i uh yeah i love just rolling up a big blunt to be honest fuck it i don't know if you can add this in the things but whatever uh i mean I it's love- your episode as long as you're comfortable with it like i'm the i'm the only one i do everything I mean, the thing okay hold on a second <laughs> before i answer this question then uh-huh. what i love about this name too is it holds me accountable mm. i made it it's our whole fucking brand. It's our whole name. It holds us accountable. Every time I lose sight of being afraid of what people are going to think or how I'm going to come off. Nah, fuck that. Have pride in your truth. Have pride in who you are. If they don't like you for you showing who you are, you didn't need them anyway. And look how far we've come doing exactly that. So definitely not going to start doing that today. And, it, and it's a constant battle. It's a constant battle because our society especially chicano latino culture um teaches us to conform and fit in um and so i have this little you know voice in my head that's constantly telling me to conform but then i have this business card that i created in my hand that says fuck that be proud so what i do for fun (laughs) is usually after a long day of work um is i come home take a nice shower um i roll a big blunt to myself mm-hmm. and I go outside and I sit under the stars and I pray. Yeah, that's relaxing. And, and yeah, relaxing. I pray and I meditate and I thank my God for uh, the day that I had and the blessings that I've had. And uh, normally it's kind of funny. Someone will call me or someone will come to my mind and I call them and then I end up just having a really good conversation with a friend. Wow, that's that, that's awesome. Hopefully, other my people. Favorite moment right there. Yeah, hopefully other people can maybe adopt this. You know, after a long day, 
Um, I mean, I'm sure, like, personally, like, I suffer from depression, and that to me right there seems like that would help me, you know? Like, once I feel like that, maybe, like, take some time to myself. Um, I just started, like, well, I don't even know if I could say I could start smoking. I just, I quit because of the pandemic because I suffered from asthma, and I didn't want things, you know, like, I didn't want my lungs to be compromised or, like, to add anything to it. But now uh, I feel a little better and uh, I've been wanting it. And whenever I do feel like it, I, I go ahead and I don't personally, I don't know how to roll. So I just buy a pen and I just do that. But yeah, you know, it does help. Um, like, like to me, I don't know. It just makes helps me just think about one thing and it kind of slow. I mean, obviously slows things down. Yes. So, you know, it's and then I, I never thought about going outside for some reason. Like I love the night. I, like to me the night's so calm and you know you don't see a lot of people i mean where i live you don't see a lot of people especially like in that little alley mm -hmm. so you know what? i think i'm gonna adopt that so thank you thank you for that and i mean that's a great great thing that other people could adopt or should adopt you know just relax take some time for yourself because you know you do have to take some time to yourself it's very important especially with the work that you're doing you don't want to be burnt out when you're trying to help somebody no yeah definitely the burnout is real um, it comes every like two and a half months. Um, so Maria and I are really good at, you know, calling out each other's uh, burnout signs and like enforcing that we just take some rest. But also to like this work is like, it's a social job, right? Like my job kind of never turns off because I'm always socializing and networking my community and also listening and listening to the needs of my community and the ideas and the ambitions and the vision of my community. And so it's, I'm like constantly on. And so sometimes at the end of my days, I feel so like flooded. Um, you know how I said, I'm like, I can be like a sponge and I just absorb information. Well, sometimes when that sponge gets flooded and it's just kind of like a soppy sponge and you're yeah. like, oh, my brain is just, there's too much going on. Uh, yeah, that's when I definitely need those moments alone and to reflect and to listen and think everything through. And um, something I do want, if, you know, if I'm speaking so to inspire others right now, then I would definitely say the power of prayer. Um, the power of prayer has changed my life. Um, I lost faith somewhere along the way um, because of just the way life goes. You know, it's hard to have faith when you keep falling. Um, but through this journey, I've uh, I've really just put things in God's hand and wished and hoped for the best and thanked um, thanked my Creator when things go great. Um, and trying to see the light in everything. And so that's sort of, you know, the involvement of Leona Luz. Uh, Leona Luz is sort of a persona that I've taken on just on social media, but sort of in my life of just kind of being proud and acknowledging myself as a warrior and a light, uh, a light and a force to be rec reckoned with. Mm -hmm. Well, I like that. I like that um that name. Like Leona Luce is like a lion in the light. Yeah. Um, and that's like what you're trying to do. You're trying to shine light, you know, but you're trying to be like 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 your name, pride, like you know, lions and pride, you know, those two things come together. But like you're trying to shine light on issues, you know, like and you're trying oh, you're over here like a lion, trying to like charge on and like if anything gets in your way, I'm sure you'll rip it to shreds just like it's a lion. So mm -hmm. that's great. And it helps. I'm a Leo too, so let's right. straight Leona. I don't know if you um you want to get into into religion, 
Um, so it's up to you. Um, no, okay. I uh, yeah, no, nah, I don't really uh, want to talk no, about I, religion. No, I just wanted to get like, how did you come up to that moment? But again, if you don't want to, you don't have to. You just move on. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about alternatives to incarceration. How about that? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, so there's a big buzzword in LA County right now, but you know, all over, um, which is ATI, alternatives to incarceration, um, and so that. If for somebody who might be like, what's that? Alternatives to incarceration is basically finding community-based solutions to jail time. So when somebody commits a crime, uh, depends on what they commit, but mm, most often there might be a community-based organization that is working to relieve that issue. Um, for example, if someone commits a crime out of addiction uh, or out of, you know, they were high and they did something, um, but it really was their addiction that dro drove them to do these petty crimes. Um, there are organizations that, you know, support people with addiction, help provide them sober, sober living, um, you know, group mediation or alcoholics anonymous, little things like that. Um, that they can be diverted to versus getting a jail sentence that will not only give them a, a criminal record that'll limit their opportunity for the rest of their life, but uh, be thrown in a jail cell that will impact their mental, spiritual health, physical health even more. Um, and uh, be, you know, abused and uh, lower morale. So ATI is a big buzzword right now. LA County last year passed Measure J Measure J allocates 10% of the county budget to ATI. So in the next, this year to the next five to seven, depends how long the money goes, but in the next five to 10 years, we are going to see millions, tens of millions of dollars invested in community-based solutions. And so I want to inspire anybody out there who has a vision for an organization or a project or a program. If you have an idea that you think is a good idea that can address a social issue in your community, go for it, go for it, just do it. Find a way to make it happen. Even if it's like underground and off the books and you're just posting up feeding the homeless or gathering friends to get socks together and donating that or whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing to help your community, start doing it now because there's so much money that's gonna be pushed out there and opportunity for black and brown people who are closest to the problem to be the leaders of the solutions. And so that's something that Maria and I found in Pride and Truth. We had no idea this was going to happen. Um, we just kind of, it was our own divine timing that put us on the path to start our organization. But now we're seeing, oh, we have really good timing because LA County about to invest so much in a care first agenda. And so, um, yeah, I really want to inspire everybody to look up alternatives to incarceration look up the measure j money look up how you can get involved in your community and start your own project so that we be we more leaders that know us up that are from the community are pushing the solutions and and i'm sure right now it might be a busy time because you're trying to get some funding for your organization so a bit i bet you're busy yeah. right now yeah but see so like um i'm not competitive 
you know, mm-hmm. I'm not competitive at all. And there's a lot of people that, like I said, that whole nonprofit complex that are very competitive and they want everything to themselves. But fuck that. I'm not like that. There's plenty of money out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's plenty of resources out there. There's plenty of need and um, people that need help right now. So I, I want to encourage as many people to get involved in this movement because uh, the support is coming. And if you have a project and need support with it, support developing it out, uh, hit up Pride and Truth, hit us up and we'll definitely help help you flesh out your idea and see if we can even connect you with somebody to help get your, your project off the ground. Because this is a group effort. This is not, you know, whoever gets the finish line first wins. That's not, that's not what's happening. We're all in the pit and it's gonna take all of our support and all of us working together to get us out of it. And um, so we're close to wrapping it up. We have like five minutes left. And mm-hmm. like right now, you just brought up um, alternative or- to organiz- uh, to um, incarceration. incarceration. Sorry, it's still a little sleepy. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, wait, it's okay. Yeah. Um, so um, I like obviously there's things that you wished or you hope that I would ask for you to cover. So um, this is uh, this is the time. Is there anything that I missed that you wanted to talk about that? I didn't ask like this is like you know the time to do that no nah, i just um i think you you asked some really good questions honestly i really appreciated this conversation um i just want to plug uh our first birthday celebration next week sunday october 24th it's going to be from 1 to 7 p.m in plaza mariachi in the heart of boyle heights bring your families if you got a low rider bring your low rider we're going to have live art, music, food, vendors. It's going to be a lot of fun. And so please come out Sunday, October 24th. And if you can, you know, um, can contribute. Anything you can contribute with is appreciated. We have a donation page on our website, www.prideandtruth.org slash donate and help support our grassroots movement out here. All right. And. Um, on that note, uh, if anybody wants to be involved in your organization and um, how can they do that? Is that a possibility? Yeah, absolutely. So on our website, prideandtruth.org, you can um, fill out our, on the homepage, there's a membership form. So just fill that form out and we'll add you to our newsletter and you start receiving information on how you can help us out and show up to volunteer. Or if you have a loved one who's currently incarcerated or you know who's coming out or was one of the I don't know, 90,000 plus people that have been released um, during the pandemic in California. If one of your loved one has just come out and needs help in the community, just shoot it all in that message form, in that form that we have on our homepage on our website. And we'll, we'll definitely help you. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Pride and Truth to keep up with our work. Um, yeah. All right. And one last question before we go. Mm-hmm. Um, any advice that you could give somebody that has that fire in them but might be afraid to do like like have an organization or to start an organization any advice that you could give to them to encourage them to just go ahead and do it yeah i'll uh give the advice uh that my best friend sam gave me she started a business in high school i think or and uh she's always inspired me with her entrepreneurship and she tells me you're always gonna have the shitty first try 
you're always gonna have the shitty first draft or the shitty first round you know it's always gonna go bad that first time so just do it to get over it so you can learn what you gotta do better so you can have that better second day or that second try and from there you just learn every day and you just keep building off of you know the mistakes you made or the things that feel like pushbacks but are really just lessons to to make you stronger so my advice is just go for it don't be afraid of that first try that first day that first event just do it just just like nike just do it like nike just do it (laughs) (laughs) all right well um i don't know um, if there isn't anything else um do you want to uh, tell anybody excuse me sorry um that's just me um is there anything else do you want to leave the people with like before we go uh no no all right then i guess that's it um do you want to remind them where they can find you before we go yeah so uh this has been a great interview with uh victoria aka tori aka leona luz you can find me on instagram at what a looser um or follow my organization at pride in truth on instagram facebook twitter hit up our website prideintruth.org to sign up to volunteer or to get your uh formerly incarcerated loved ones some services and come out to our event sunday october 24th in Boyle heights all right, guys. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thank you, Victoria, for being here. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, um, I'll talk to you guys in a bit. And don't go anywhere, right, Victoria, please. All right, I will. Cool. All, right. all right, guys. I'll talk to you guys in a bit. All right, guys. That was Victoria Gomez. Make sure you go follow her at what a loser. That's W-H-A-T-A-L-U-Z-R. So what a loser. Like light, but in Spanish, or R. And uh, make sure you go follow Pride in Truth. Remember, they'll be hosting their one-year birthday this Sunday, October 24th. It's going down between 1 and 7 p.m. It's going to be at Plaza Mariachi Boat Heights in California. Make sure you go show your support to all the local vendors, to Pride and Truth. And let no let Victoria know that I sent you that you heard the podcast. That way, she knows that it wasn't a waste of her time. All right, guys. Also, make sure you follow the podcast at Let Me Know Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. Just look up Let Me Know Pod. But if you're listening to this, chances are that you already are listening through one of those podcast mediums. But make sure you subscribe. That way. You know when the new episode pops up and make sure you go some support so support to all these local vendors to all my guests and make sure you leave a five star review on itunes the more reviews i get the more visibility i get the more people read and they get encouraged to listen to a podcast episode and the more attention people like victoria get to be heard and to you know be supported so they're doing a great thing at pride and truth so make sure you support them. And if you have a family member, if you know somebody that just has been recently released from prison and needs their services, make sure you hit up Victoria or go to Pride and Truth and they'll help you with um, they'll help you with all the resources they have. So it'll be a smooth transition between prison and, you know, whatever we call this life, normal life, I, I guess. 
and yeah um that's it that's it for me thank you guys for listening next week we'll be doing our halloween episode so make sure you send some stories that way i'll splice them here and there on the next week's episode and yeah thank you guys for listening thank you guys for being here and as always thank you guys for letting me be part of your day i guess the next time i'll see ya bye has been brought to you by let me know podcast new episode every week available on all streaming platforms